MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and we are live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook here at the Rivers Casino, just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois. It's Thursday night. You know how we roll on this program. We'll start off with my better half and looking at some other kind of interesting props for the primetime matchup with Dallas and New Orleans. Coming up later, 15 minutes from now, how about holding Kushner, host of the Denver City Cast, a big matchup for his Broncos on Sunday night football on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs, catching nine and a half. Holden will tell us his thoughts on that game, his best bet, some props he's looking forward to, and just an overall outlook of the AFC West in its entirety and a prop that he likes between the Chargers and the Bengals. So that'll be all coming up in 15 minutes with Mr. Kushner. Half hour from now, VEASAN's betting reporter and host of the Market Insights podcast, Josh Applebaum will be hopping on to give us the biggest movements for tonight's game with the Cowboys and Saints. I know he's got some thoughts on some of the other spots in the NFL slate and just some of his systems and trends that he's been playing NBA, college basketball, hockey. We'll try to hit as much as we can with Josh. That's going to be coming in about a half hour tonight on Rush Hour. End of the show. Best bets. We got top props for tonight's game. The plays that I'm rolling with not only on the gridiron tonight, but speaking of hockey, I got a couple more plays that I want to roll with on the ice this evening. So excited to share those in about 45 minutes here on Rush Hour. But before we get started with everything, let's get you up to date with the lines for Thursday Night Football. 
with the Cowboys and the Saints. This thing has been going up and up and up in favor of Dallas. Now, the concern originally with the Cowboys is because of the COVID-19 protocols with Coach Mike McCarthy out of the mix and some other players. And Amari Cooper and his status was questionable, but it looks like he is going to be playing, last I saw at least. And now you've seen this line get up to six, as I mentioned. And it's still shaded that way in terms of the odds, minus 117. You want to take the six points at Bet Rivers, you're getting even money. If you want to trust Taysom Hill and the Saints, I mean, you still have no Kamara in this game. You're missing a couple of offensive linemen. And we just know the struggles that the Saints team has had up until this point. Total, 46 is currently where it stands. Shaded to the under minus 112. This thing has moved down from about 47, 47 and a half. If you still got about a 47 or a 47 and a half, I probably would have been playing the under, but now you've kind of missed the boat, in my opinion, and it's going to be a no play for me. And we'll see where this line ends up, but I don't disagree with the movement toward Dallas. And look, Dallas has killed me in a couple spots. I'm not going to lie, but it still seems pretty hard to trust the Saints. And it's not the same type of Thursday night football game because it's not necessarily a short week for the Cowboys who played on Thanksgiving. So, you know, they've had a week off, even though it is more of an odd week with the holiday but it's not your typical short road favorite on a Thursday night so also something to consider when you're looking to bet this game it's kind of tough though what are we going to get out of Taysom Hill what kind of offense are we going to see out of the Saints and is this Cowboys defense going to play south like they were at the beginning of the year or are they going to keep just regressing I don't know a lot of questions here but I do agree with the movement toward Dallas and would look for this to be a lower scoring affair but let's move on to the first half wagers. Let's kind of separate it. Just look at what could happen at the beginning stages of this game with my better half, where we look at the spread, money lines, and totals for the primetime games tonight being Dallas on the road against New Orleans. And in this spot with the first half three-way money line, Cowboys minus 177 currently at Bet Rivers. The Saints for the three-way bet. They're plus 180, and if you think it's going to be tied heading into the second half, the tie is 11-1. to 1. You could also do the tie no bet first half wager where the tie isn't implemented, so if it is tied and you didn't bet it, you would get your money back, but you're laying a little bit more with Dallas. Instead of minus 177, they're minus 215, and instead of getting the Saints plus 180, you're only getting plus 165. Both teams really haven't been impressive on the first half money line this year. Cowboys, 5-6 and six straight up on the first half money line. The Saints are 5-5-1 five, five and one straight up on the first half money line. Taking a look at the spread now, this number's at 3.5 in favor of Dallas. And if you do want to take the 3 in the hook with the Saints, that's where the odds are a little bit skewed. Minus 115 if you want to take 3 in the hook with the home dog. Or if you want to lay it with the Cowboys... Being laying minus three and a half, it's minus 106. But if, like we always do, I mean, we apply it to every single first half. So if we did that with the Cowboys, if they were laying three and a half in each first half this season, they would be a measly four and seven against the spread. Conversely, with the Saints, they're a little bit better, not by much, but still more impressive. If they were catching three and a half in each first half for every game this year, they would be six and five ATS. But when the Cowboys win, they do it in a pretty somewhat sizable fashion. I mean, they have an average first-half winning margin of 12 this season. And when you look at the Saints, when they've lost, same kind of deal. It's been by a more of a larger amount. They have an average first-half losing margin of 12.8. What do you expect out of Taysom Hill right out of the gates? What is this Cowboys offense going to look like 
are the things you have to ponder because we know the Saints defense is solid, especially against the run. But that's not what you're expecting the Cowboys to do, per se. They have a dynamic duo of Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, but when they're in games trailing, they really rely on that passing effort. And at least with CeeDee Lamb back in the mix, and presumably, possibly, Amari Cooper, that's going to be a huge boost for this Dallas team. I don't like laying over three with the first half, and really just in most situations, honestly. I mean, I'll do it, obviously, for a full game, but specifically for the first half. So I think it's going to be a pass for me in terms of the spread in the money line because, look, again, I mean, this Dallas team has kind of been in a weird state lately, and there's just the unknown factor of Taysom Hill. So I'm probably going to opt out from the spread and money line, but let's see if there's anything worth playing with the points in the first half for tonight's game. Total points in the first half, numbers set at 23-and-a-half, shaded slightly to the over, minus 114. The under 23 in the hook is minus 107. Now, the Cowboys have gone over 23-and-a-half first-half points in eight out of their 11 games this season. The three games they didn't was against Minnesota on the road, and when they played Denver at home where they dropped eventually at that game at Jerry World, and then on the road against Kansas City, that lower-scoring affair. It's quite the opposite for the Saints, so this is a team that has stayed under the first-half total of 23-and-a-half in nine out of 11 games. Saints offense has not been prolific, and we know that their defense has been pretty stout. The two times they went over is when they played Washington. Score was 20-13 to in that game, and then 27-7 at Philly where they were trailing. Overall this season, the Saints are only averaging 8.8 first-half points per game, which is 26 worse in the NFL. Defensively, they're allowing 10 and a half. 13th is what that ranks. You look at Dallas and their averages. They average 13.2 first half points per game, which is top 10. They allow 12 and a half, which is 26. So which one is going to prosper over the other? Is Dallas's defense going to let the Saints have some momentum and opportunity? Or can it kind of cross each other out and be a slower type of game? When we typically talk about these primetime spots, I tend to gravitate toward the under and Typically, those have been not too bad. I mean, I know it started off opposite this year, but as of late, the unders have been looking a little bit better. And for the fact that maybe the Cowboys come into this game, just maybe they come into this spot trying to get that ground game going, as a lot of teams do, because still a lot of people like to get that kicked off right away. If the Saints are limiting them, then the offensive potential, in my opinion, is going to be small. So I think you probably get a lower scoring first half. And even though this Cowboys defense is getting slightly worse and worse, it seems, if there's a time for them to look better, it's got to be against the Saints with Taysom Hill as their quarterback. I think Taysom could have a good effort tonight on the ground with his legs, as a lot of people expect. I mean, we'll talk about it later with this rushing prop of about 40 and a half. But what are we going to get out of his arm? He's a turnover machine, and they don't have receiving threats. You don't have Kamara back there to dump it off to. Yeah, you got Ingram, but Ingram's no Kamara. So I think this is going to be another lower-scoring effort. But if you want to go more individual, and then you don't trust the Saints as much, then you could just go with their total points for the first half, which we are seeing at 9.5. It's shaded pretty heavily to the over, though, minus 141. The under at plus 108 for under 9.5 points. Now, I'm not going to be betting this per se, but I don't see how you could trust them laying minus 141. And again, I get it. Dallas' defense, not the best as of late and even more so in the first half. But the Saints have only gone over 9.5 first half points just five times this season. Cowboys have allowed every opponent except for two to get over that. That was Philly who had seven and Atlanta who had three. Different situation, different spot. 
I think because of the price, it would be under or nothing for me. If you're more inclined to look the way the Cowboys, 13 and a half is their total points in the first half. They've gone over this mark in six out of 11 games. Saints have only allowed two opponents to get 14 or more points, though. Eagles got 27, Panthers got 17. So maybe more incentive if you don't want to go individualized, just go with the full first half total under 23 and a half. If anything, that would be my top play for a first half wager. Really quick, just wanted to throw out a couple more plays as we typically do before we head out of this segment. How about Greg Zerline? Always got to throw in that kicking prop. Uh, kicking points, 7.5. Over is plus money. I would entertain that. He's averaging 8.8 .8 kicking points per game. He's gone over 7.5 in 6 out of 9 games. And Dallas is only scoring a touchdown in the red zone 61% of the time. New Orleans ranks second in defensive red zone efficiency, only allowing opponents to get in the red zone 47% of the time for a touchdown in the end zone, rather. but So that would mean more field goals attempted possibly for Dallas. Consider Greg Zerline over 7.5 points at plus money. And then for any time touchdown scoring prop, what about Taysom Hill? you got to consider Taysom Hill. Not the greatest of odds, but you got to figure he hasn't got one all season. It's his time to shine, prime time. They're probably going to get him involved somehow with a lack of weapons out there. He's plus 190 for an any time touchdown scoring prop. Cowboys have allowed 11 rushing touchdowns this season. I'm not saying go crazy with it, but if you want someone that maybe still gets some decent value and who you might be able to rely on, because when he does start, he does find himself in the end zone typically. So consider Taysom Hill plus 190 anytime touchdown score. We'll talk more football coming up next, but specifically more so on the West Coast with the Broncos, everything AFC West. Holden Kushner, host of the Denver CityCast, joining us next right here on Rush Hour. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening today this is rush hour on vsin the sports betting network if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams bet rivers has you covered because bet rivers has launched a series of city cats that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective at City Cats in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and in the Big Apple, New York, hosted by Mill Hill. So subscribe to your local City Cast wherever you get your podcast available. You get set up five episodes a week, local sports betting content. And joining us now here on Rush Hour, host of the Denver City Cast, it's Holden Kushner. Does great work not only with just hosting the City Cast for Denver, but handicapping the NFL among many other sports in general. And Holden, I know you're a man who likes to get into the props, such as myself. So I'm excited to hear what kind of props you're kind of keying in on for this weekend. But first, you know, let's talk about a game that you're also really focused on, being the Broncos going up against their division rival, the Kansas City Chiefs. Tough matchup here. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago, maybe we're having a different conversation based on how the Chiefs were playing, but they seem to have some momentum now. The Chiefs laying nine and a half on Sunday Night Football at home with a total of 47. How are we feeling about this game, my friend? Well, I mean, Kansas City's won 11 straight in this uh, in this matchup, so that's <laughs> – I'm not a big trends guy. That's a pretty big trend. This is an interesting one, though, and, yes, I'm leaning heavily toward the Chiefs in this game, but – Look at what the Chiefs have been doing during this little mini win streak. It has not been with the offense. There's one game that they blew up, and that was because the Raiders decided, uh, whatever it was, our defense is better than their offense. I mean, they played cover three against the Chiefs, and you're going to get slaughtered if you do that. Everybody else is dropping two safeties, and we've seen in three of the last four games and really a lot this season that this Chiefs offense is not the same high-powered offense it's been in the past. So. 
How do the Broncos cover this thing? Well, that would be the Chiefs continuing to struggle offensively, moving the ball and getting the touchdowns. They have struggled a little bit in the red zone. And then the other thing would be the Broncos running the football. Very interesting. Melvin Gordon, 50-50 to play. We're all over here. All we want to do is see, we want to see Pookie. We want to see Javante Williams carry the load. So if you think the Broncos are covering this, there's two ways it's going to happen. A, uh, their scoring defense has been tremendous, so Ben don't break. And B, if they can run the ball 30, 35 times, that's really what they want to do. But you tell me. How much confidence would you have in the Broncos to do that? So nine and a half points, I'm off of that. Um, you're not going to tease it, obviously, because you're only going through uh, one number, one key number at seven. So basically, I'm just off the side right now. Even if this got to 10, maybe 10 and a half, I, I think about backing the Broncos, but that's going to be tough. I think the play here is the under. Boy, the again, it's just, it's been so slow. You've got the Broncos, nine of 11 games have gone under. The Kansas City offense struggling. The Kansas City defense, they've got three of the top 15 cornerbacks, according to Pro Football Focus, over the last four weeks. Their secondary's got going. Jones is getting pressure. So I think if there's a bet to take in this one, it would be the under 47 and a half at this point. Yeah, and really that's the only direction I would lean to because you bring up a great point. I mean, look, taking the points with Denver would seem like the smart play to do, but right when you do that, we're going to still see, you know, maybe a Kansas City team of old where they just go out there and dominate. So it's kind of tough to where you could foresee that being the case. So overall, maybe best case scenario in terms of the spread or money line, wait for an in-game betting option. But if you're doing it pre-flops, you alluded to, I do think the under is the right call here. And what also I wanted to ask you about Holden is you know Kansas City offensively like we said kind of doing things of old and getting back into that rhythm but how about this defense not too shabby the past few weeks do you think this is actually the defense that they have or are they maybe just catching a good spot these past I guess maybe three games or so is this a defense we can rely to continuously see out of Kansas City I'm definitely relying on them this week I don't see any reason that they wouldn't be able to get some pressure on Bridgewater especially considering the injuries, the offensive line for the Broncos. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is not a guy that's really going to stretch the field very much. I think they can get pressure on Teddy uh, going forward after this week. Who knows? You know, if the Kansas City offense comes back, is the Kansas City defense going to put up the numbers that they're putting up right now? To me, it's kind of a give and take because the offense has not been producing. Teams have not had to play the hurry up. And just try and, and keep up with the Chiefs the whole game. So it is a, it's a good question. I think it's kind of a chicken and the egg thing. And we'll find out as the season goes on. But I don't think we're going to see the, the Chiefs defense be number one or two in scoring defense if this offense gets going. That's what I'm saying. The other thing would be, yeah. does Denver try and, try and stretch the field this week? Do they try and get in a track meet with Kansas City? Would not be a good idea. Also, wouldn't shock me, though, because Vic Fangio, lots of questions about him as a head coach. Yeah, that's for sure. But, hey, I mean, look, these teams are familiar with each other, and the Broncos are going to have to play keep up, presumably somehow. So uh, that'll be fascinating to see what he can kind of scheme up going into that game offensively. And, Holden, like we said, I mean, at the beginning of the segment, I know you're a big prop better yourself, and these bets aren't necessarily out as of this moment, but are there any players that you're kind of waiting to see where their numbers are going to pop up at that you might jump in on, whether it's betting the over or under on them? 
you know, I've been thinking about this too. There's just, there's, there's so many interesting ways to look at it. Like Teddy Bridgewater is the one I'm waiting to see drop, especially if it's in like the 240, 250 range. Because if I think this is the defensive struggle that I think it's going to be, like Kansas City could win this thing by two touchdowns and it still goes under. Like I, I could see what a 31, a 31 16 game, uh, a 27 21 game, something like that. If that happens, is Teddy Bridgewater going to need to throw to keep up? So that's one that I'm interested in. If it's posted around 240, 250, that's, the, that's an uncomfortable zone. If I can get it around 225, 235, then I would bet the over. If it's anything, you know, 260 and above, I'm probably betting the under. I think Teddy is going to be the way to attack this as of now. All right, Holden, I also got to ask you about just the general outlook of this AFC West. I mean, a hell of a division right now to handicap, and there arguably is still some value if you're looking to bet some of these teams. I mean, aside from the Chiefs, there was a while ago for sure, but now we see Kansas City minus $2 at Bet Rivers. The Chargers are plus 333. The aforementioned Broncos, 8-1. to Then the Raiders are at 12-1. to I guess I just got to ask you basically, I mean, do you think Placing money on the Chargers right now is a viable option because this Chargers team still is infuriating like they have in the past couple of the years, it seems. And now, like we mentioned, I mean, Kansas City is getting a rhythm. So is there any way to bet it as of this moment? No, I got buyer's remorse on the Chargers like 6-1 to <laughs> towards the beginning. <laughs> like now, anyone want to buy my ticket from me? You know what's interesting, Danny? So I went to bed Sunday night, did a little postgame show, whatever. Uh, wake up Monday morning. So I saw the Chiefs were at minus 177. It took them four days. Now it got bumped up to minus 200. I think a lot of people now are starting to realize, wow, if the Chiefs even, you know, kind of squeak through, go through the motions, they're probably going to win this division. How do you back the Chargers? And it's not just this year. It's year after year. They play these close games. They lose games. They should win. They win games. They should lose. They're Jekyll and Hyde. They can't stop the run. Herbert's kind of regressed from game to game from time to time. He looked very sloppy against Denver last week. I can't buy into them. The Broncos, come on. And then the Raiders uh, at plus 1,200. I I don't understand how anybody can back this team. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I don't like them this week either. Um, just get, they got a nice win against Dallas on national television. But if did you pay attention to them against the Giants? Did you see them get blown out by the Chiefs and the Bengals? Uh, the Raiders are an absolute joke. I have a hard time looking at the Broncos. And even when the Chiefs were struggling, I still think that they were the play. Now, do I want to back them to win the conference? That's a different discussion altogether, Danny, because the fact that they're favored to win the conference, I think, says a lot about some of the other teams, including the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. A hundred percent. And so we'll see what happens with the Chiefs here. They're catching that heat at the right time. Minus 177 up to $2. Like you said, that's telling you something. Would have been nice to see that minus 177. I got to pay more attention like you, Holden. But uh, speaking of the rest of the AFC West, I know you mentioned that Raiders game. Seems like you're leaning toward the side of Washington. What about the Chargers game against the Bengals this week? Line is at three. Chargers are catching it. Any faith in taking the points? Nope. Joe Mixon over 83 and a half. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. I had him, I had him pegged for 88 yards. So I guess up to 87 and a half. And then I, you know what I do, Danny, I try to talk myself out of bets before I place them. Right. I mean, what if Linvale Joseph's back this week? What if, you know, what if, and then this run defense is a little bit better, but even with him, they have been an abject disaster. You know, two weeks ago, they had a nice performance against 
the Steelers, but the Steelers, you know, they can't run. Uh, they can't do much of anything. And then you saw what happened against the Broncos. I think my favorite bet from this one is to go with the Joe Mixon over. As far as picking a side, if you want to drive yourself nuts, go bet the Chargers. Go bet a Chargers <laughs> game for the rest of the season and see how that treats you, Danny. I don't know if you I don't think you got any gray hair yet, buddy. But let me tell you something. You will be the silver fox by the end of the season if you decide to bet on Chargers games. Stressful. Oh, that's for sure, Holden. You are absolutely right. Hey, I got to ride with you on that mix and prop. I love it. Holden, keep up the great work. Host of the Denver City Cats at Holden Radios, where you can follow him on Twitter. Big thanks to Holden. Stick around. More NFL yeah. action coming your way. Holiday offer is here, and right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive $20 worth of credit to the VEASAN store. So get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VEASAN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. But you got to hurry because it is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift all available at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to it. It is Rush Hour here on vsin, the sports betting network. Danny Burke, your host. And it is time to get some of the biggest market movements. So we got to bring in our main man, Josh Applebaum, at Josh underscore insights on the tweets. Host of the vsin Market Insights podcast, co-host on Betting Across America, Lombardi Line. He does it all, folks. Great work and tracking every single sport with the biggest movements. And Josh always loves spending some time to talk about it, especially on Thursdays when we get a primetime game. And no bigger spot than when you have, you know, so-called America's team here. are going to be getting, I'm sure, a lot of public attention with the bets. The spread is at six. Now, it seems to have moved that way, and this total has moved down to 46. Do you still see betting value in this game, whether it's the spread or the total? Danny, it's great to be with you. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving and always love uh, talking betting with you, my man. So, yeah, at this point in terms of value, a couple things that are going on. I think there's value right now on New Orleans. We just saw the line go uh, at some shops plus six New Orleans to plus six and a half. So kind of the way we've seen this, uh, you know, kind of progress, Danny, early on, you had some New Orleans money. The Cowboys opened laying around five and a half points. Some shops immediately got to six. And with that key number, really, the news broke that we've had a lot of COVID situations. Up to six coaches for the Cowboys are going to be out. Only two players, Nashawn Wright and Terrence Steele, will be out with COVID. But really, the COVID news coinciding with Taysom Hill being announced that he's going to start a quarterback. And Danny, don't get me started on Thanksgiving. Trevor Simeon, if you're an idiot like me and took the points, the guy couldn't do anything on offense for you. So maybe with Hill in and with the COVID news, you saw this line. Get down to New Orleans only getting four and a half. But over the last 24 hours, you've had a lot of buyback on Dallas. Bottoming out, minus four and a half. Now all the way up to six and a half. I think if you were looking to get New Orleans, you're waiting for the hook, the six and a half. And Danny, there are some reasons to like New Orleans in the points, even though they've looked really bad recently, losing four in a row. But right now, 77% uh, of bets are on the Cowboys, so you're in a really good contrarian spot to buy low on New Orleans. We know dogs are 57% ATS this year. Primetime dogs, 23 and 13 against the spread, 64%. Dogs off a blowout loss, buying low on these teams, 
uh, sometimes can be a smart bet. 14-9 and nine against the spread, 61% this year. And Sean Payton has a dog, 4-2 and two ATS this year, 62% ATS in his career. So I think the value is on New Orleans now at this inflated number. In terms of the total, Danny, it looks like a really sharp under, but you're right. You kind of missed the good one. It was 47 and a half, 47. It's now down to around uh, 46 or even 45 and a half. And we have seen primetime unders over the last two months are 17 and 8, 68%. So movement to the under. And again, further movement to Cowboys now creating a buy low opportunity on the Saints. Yeah, and I think looking at this game, I only play for in terms of your three generic bets, money line spread or total. I would have went with the total under, but again, as you mentioned, it, you kind of missed the best number of a 47 and a half or 47. But I also think it's important to note, like you said, these primetime unders have been hitting as of late because that wasn't the case, which was kind of an anomaly to start things off. But now it seems like it's kind of getting back to the consistent trend that we've seen that I know you religiously follow and it's come through on a lot of spots. So that's been the cases of late. And look, it's not not to say it still can't go under, but yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think maybe, you know, we were talking about it earlier, maybe look at a first half under 23 and a half if you think 46 is too low, but I I'm with you there. I think it could be a lower scoring game tonight. And speaking of lower scoring games, Josh, I know you love your systems. I love following them and listening to them on your <laughs> podcast. Tell us about some of these windy unders. Obviously, this is something we look for on a, you know, week to week basis in the NFL, but this week in particular, as the weather's starting to change, it seems like it's more apparent in this upcoming slate. You're exactly right, Danny. So as we kind of transition fall into winter, you know, we're starting to see the snow in New England here. Danny, I'm sure it's getting cold in Chicago here. Uh, but really, it's these windy unders that have been good historically and really been good this year as well. When the wind blows 10 miles an hour or more, it's very simple. The under is 35 and 20, 64 percent. When it's windy out there, it's harder to throw the ball. You're going to miss some kicks. You're going to run it more and chew up the clock. We all know the theory behind it, but really Danny, you know, the cutoff is 10 miles an hour, but if you can get up to 15 miles an hour, or even 20 miles an hour, that's when these under systems really do well. But the key is you got to get the numbers quick before they fall. So your three matches this weekend, uh, Arizona and Chicago and your neck of the woods, Danny total open 46 down to 44 or 43 and a half could be rainy. It's going to be in the forties. You're in about 15 to 17 mile an hour wins. So that would be your first windy under uh, with the bears and the Cardinals. Next one would be Denver and Kansas City, that Sunday night game. We've seen that one fall 49 down to 47. Uh, Broncos have been great to the under this year. I think they're 9-2 and two to the under overall. And, Danny, that's going to be 40 degrees, about 15 to 16 miles an hour. And the big one, as I'm rooting for my Patriots, Danny, we finally got a big game, first time in a while since Tom Brady left. Going to Buffalo Monday night, really big weather game. You're looking at uh, 20 to 25 mile an hour winds. It's going to be real cold up there, 30 degrees in Bill's Mafia. Tony uh, or uh, Bill Vinovich is going to be the lead ref. He's 58% to the under, and that under has fallen 45 down to 43. So the Chicago Bears game, uh, the Buffalo Bills game, and those are your top spots this weekend, Danny. Yeah, and I'll get into that Bears game a little bit more so tomorrow, but I think it could be a good opportunity even with the individual team total for Chicago at 17.5 because this is a team that likes to run it anyways, and if it's windy with Dalton at quarterback, probably going to be for sure a lower-scoring effort out of the Bears. So a uh, good point out by you for that windy effort in all those games, specifically with the Cardinals and the Bears, big movement with that total. Tell us about – let's cross sports here because speaking of those systems, NHL, I know you've been crushing it this year. I've been listening, like I said, and I've been taking some of your plays. We've been riding it here on Rush Hour. Tell us about what you've seen in NHL that has been viable for you in terms of, you know, these home teams that have these favorable spots. 
You're exactly right, Danny. So just on the surface of it, you know, I'm a dog better. I like my gross dogs and the NFL, all different sports. But when it comes to hockey, I do bet a lot of chalk because a lot of these systems do very well in hockey, especially home favorites. You get the last ice change. Home favorites this year, 147 and 78, 65%. But the really, really good angle, the number one angle for hockey this year, if you're a system-driven better, a home favorite off a win who's playing a visiting team, an opponent who's coming off a loss. Very simple. Home favorite, and you're uh, coming off a win, getting you know feeling good, getting some momentum, you know playing a team who lost their previous game. This angle here is 52 and 19, 73 percent. You'd be up around 14 units playing it. So you have three matches tonight. First one is Florida Panthers at home against Buffalo. It's a big number. It's like minus 280, but that would be a match. Another one, the Minnesota Wild at home against the Devils. They're around minus 170 with the Wild. And the last one, Dallas Stars. Stars have been uh, pretty hot here lately, Danny. I think they won five in a row. Columbus is putting in a backup goalie. The Dallas Stars open like minus 180. They're up to like minus 200, minus 220. So those matches would be Florida, Minnesota, and Dallas tonight. I like it. Yeah, I'm riding Dallas winning regulation. We'll be talking about that next second, but we'll be sweating out the Stars together tonight <laughs> on the ice. What do you got for us in terms of college basketball? I know you love handicapping hoops. You go with Greg Hoops Peterson with the numbers he's putting. Ken Palm, you go with all the different angles. What's a game that has stood out to you based on all that information for this evening? Yeah, Danny, one that jumped out to me, and you're totally right. Love looking at Greg's numbers, who works real hard and does does great stuff. And you can tell with Greg, his numbers, a lot of times the markets will move to his initial numbers. So that's how you can kind of respect uh, a guy like Greg and what he does. Also, Ken Palm, of course. But I like it, Danny, when like Greg and Ken Palm and all the people I respect are moving with the market. And that's what you're seeing tonight on St. Mary's. I'm going to sweat St. Mary's. It's a 9 o'clock game. Uh, they're playing Utah State. This line opened Utah State at home, laying 2.5. They're getting about two-thirds of bets at home, so the popular public play in a 9 o'clock kind of primetime-ish game. Yet, we've seen Utah State fall minus 2.5 down to minus 1.5, or even some shops down to minus 1. So line is going to St. Mary's, even though public's on Utah State, so it's a kind of a contrarian, sharp, reverse line move to St. Mary's. And the kicker, Danny, Ken Palm has St. Mary's winning this game by one point. So I joke around and say, sound the alarm. That's when Ken Palm has a team winning, but they're a dog and you can get points. Your match tonight will be St. Mary's. Let's go Gales, plus one and a half, hopefully, if you can find it. Yeah, you talk about some books having it at one. Bet Rivers, Utah State now just a one-point favorite at total at 127 and a half. We'll be rooting for St. Mary's with you, Josh. Always appreciate you taking <laughs> some time. Keep up the great work on the Market Insights podcast, your write-ups, bsin.com slash subscribe to get more of Josh from every single angle for every sport. Josh, enjoy the game tonight, and best of luck with all those plays, my friend. I appreciate it, Danny. Always a pleasure talking betting with you. Have a great night, my man. No doubt. Josh Applebaum, Matt Josh underscore insights. Again, host of the VEASAN Market Insights podcast. Gets released about noon central time. So before you make any plays, be sure to check it out with Josh. I'll let you know where those markets are moving for every single sport. And VSIN.com slash subscribe. In the daily email, you get his write-ups along with Adam Burke and many other people. JVT on NBA, Andy McNeil on NHL and all that good stuff you need to help you become the best handicapper you can be capable of. Coming up next here on Rush Hour, it's going to be our final segment, but we are pumped because that means it is time to get into prop shelf with our top plays. In terms of those props for Thursday night football, I've got several in terms of that action. Plus, we were just talking about hockey with Josh. We teased up that Stars game, but i got to play in that matchup and another one between the Blues and the Lightning, who we cashed in on the other day. Might be going the opposite way tonight. So stick around. We'll tell you my best plays. Danny's Dimes Prop Shelf coming up next on Rush Hour.
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level because now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. 
In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same-game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21 gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with the Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. in Virginia. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey. As play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. Welcome to it. Final segment on this Thursday evening. The show is Rush Hour. The network is VEASAN, and it is time to go through Prop Shelf, where we dive into the top props for the biggest event of the night, which naturally is Thursday night football, baby. We've got the Saints, we've got the Cowboys, and we've got plenty to dissect with those player propositions. Let's start with Ezekiel Elliott. He's been in kind of a tough spot as of late, but I'm not necessarily interested in what he can do on the ground game but more so in the air we took this prop i think it was on thanksgiving with his receiving yards over if i'm not mistaken and i'm looking to do somewhat of the similar thing here so uh his receptions number is two and a half and you gotta lay a price and the best price out there was about minus 155 and look it's steep i get it but i understand why it's priced that way and i think it's better to get the number more so than you know being a bad thing to lay upward to minus 155. I wouldn't lay more than 160 with it potentially, but he's averaging three and a half receptions per game. He's getting targeted over four times per contest, and he's gone over two and a half catches in seven out of 11 games, and more importantly, the last six in a row. The Saints are also allowing opposing running backs about four catches per game for only 42 yards. So nothing insane, but it's still, it doesn't mean that that's necessarily going to directly apply to the Cowboys. And we talked about, I mean, the Saints defense, they're great in DVOA against the run, one of the best. And passing-wise, they're still solid, but they're not that great. I fear that this run game from Dallas will not be too successful. They're going to have to drop back. They're going to have to pass it. And they will get pressure on Dak from time to time in the safe option out of that is to do checkdowns, is to do screens, and Zeke will be there to get it. I know it may be a little bit dicey because you got Tony Pollard taking some of the reps, but again, he's gone over that the last six games despite the success from Tony Pollard, so I'm taking advantage of the lower number despite the high price and going over two and a half receptions with Ezekiel Elliott tonight. Now, I did want to throw out his receiving yards. Best number was about 17 and a half out there. I didn't play this one, but wanted to throw that out there to mention it because he's gone over this also in seven out of 11 games, but five of the last six. He's averaging over 20 receiving yards per game. I personally think it's a little safer just to do the receptions, but would still be strongly advocating for going over his receiving yards. I just personally didn't use that one as a best bet, but consider him over his receiving yards too. Let's talk the opposing running back in this game, Mark Ingram next. Yeah, didn't really think I'd be talking about Mark Ingram, but here we are. No Alvin Kamara could mean a decent night for Mark Ingram, who has a rushing yards prop of about 46.5. We're seeing some 47s out there. I would play both of those over for Ingram. Now, again, it seems kind of odd to want to bank him playing over, but if you look at, because he's been with the Texans, he's been with the Saints, if you look at all the games where he's at least racked up double-digit carries, in those games, put them all together, he's averaging 62.5 rushing yards per game. Okay, you don't want to use that as an example, whatever. With New Orleans specifically, he's averaging 51.3 rushing yards per game. He's only gone over it once, but that was the last game he played in, which was against the Eagles a couple weeks ago. He got 88 rushing yards. 
Cowboys defense has been regressing. We've mentioned this. But even more so against the run, they rank 18th in DVOA run defense, allow over 107 rushing yards per game, and almost 4.5 yards per carry. Taysom Hill in at quarterback. They don't even have that many receiving weapons as is. They want to get this ground game established. They want to be successful in that department as soon as possible and as frequently as possible so you don't have to rely on the maybe turnover-prone, unstable Taysom Hill. Also, you look at the last six games for Dallas. They've allowed these numbers to the opposing running backs. Josh Jacobs got 87 rushing yards. Clyde Edwards-Alaire got 63. Wayne Gallman with the Falcons got 55. Javante Williams got 111. And guess what? In that same game, uh, Melvin Gordon got 80. You got Cook who got 78 with the Vikings. And then Harris with the Patriots got 101. The lead back of opposing teams in the past six games are averaging 82.5 rushing yards per game against the Cowboys. I'm not saying Ingram's going to go out there and rush for 80-plus yards, but I think he should be able to do enough to get over his rushing yards prop of 46.5. So I played over 46.5 rushing yards for Mark Ingram. Would play that probably up to about 48.5, maybe even 49 if you really like him. But there are 47s out there too, so look for Ingram over his rushing yards prop mark. Speaking with Ingram also, I don't think he only gets it done in the ground game. I think he can get some action in the air. His receiving yards prop of 20 and a half. I played that over, minus 115. In four games with the Saints, Ingram has gotten heavily involved in the passing game. He's averaging over four catches on five and a half targets for 33 receiving yards per game. He's gone over this mark of 20 and a half receiving yards in all four games as a member of the Saints in this season. All four games, he's gone over 20 and a half rushing yards, or receiving yards, excuse me. The Cowboys are allowing opposing tailbacks about five catches for 39 receiving yards per game. Remember, no Alvin Kamara tonight. Ingram has to be the guy, the safe option for Taysom Hill. The smart option, because your receivers, again, are just really not that great, have not been consistent this year, is doing the screens, doing the checkdowns. He's gone over in all four games. Why should that change in a game where I think they're probably trailing? We'll have to get some yards somehow, and the easy way to do it is by getting Mark Ingram involved, not only on the ground, but in the air. So going with Mark Ingram over 46 and a half rushing yards, and also Mark Ingram over 20 and a half receiving yards. Those are the official plays I got for tonight in Thursday Night Football. I did want to mention one other prop really quick. I haven't played it, but this is the one that I was closest to pulling the trigger on. Taysom Hill and his rushing yards, 40 and a half is the number seen out there. Now, last year he had six games in which he went over this mark, and as we mentioned, Cowboys not the best against the run. They rank 18th in DVOA run defense, 4.4 yards per game. But, you know, that really applies more so to the tailbacks. But if Taysom can't get any momentum going in the air, he's going to have to improvise. And I'm sure they have plenty of design plays for him to utilize his feet, whether it's a spread, just quarterback drops, whatever it is. We know how the offense goes with Taysom Hill, so I'm sure he'll get plenty of attempts on the ground. So I would strongly consider him over his rushing yards. But I know that, that this prop was as low as like 32 and a half. So I, I didn't muster up the courage or conviction enough to play this over, but would strongly consider Taysom over his rushing yards prop as well. All right, that's what I got for the NFL tonight. I wanted to talk some hockey. I know we teased this with Josh Applebaum last segment, but a couple of plays I had on the ice tonight. Let's start with the Blues and the Lightning. We just bet on this game a couple nights ago, had the overtime winner with St. Louis, but now I'm going opposite in this game. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Vasilevsky is going to be tending the net 
for the Lightning in this game. He did not in that prior game, hence why we like St. Louis. And Bennington was in the net for the Blues in that game. Not going to be the case for this spot. Also, Stamkos missed the game because of a birth of his child. He will be back in the mix tonight. Vasilevsky, he has been solid per usual, 10-4-3 this year, 2.15 goals against average, 93% save percentage, and two shutouts. And his two shutouts this season were his last two home games. Now, Huso is going to be the goalie for St. Louis, the backup. He ain't been too bad. I mean, he's 3-1-0, 1.76 goals against average, 94% with his saves and one shutout, but he's no Vasilevsky, let's be honest. I trust the Lightning to bounce back here with a healthier, more full lineup. And the, uh, the money has shown for Tampa Bay moving from minus 140 upwards to about minus 160 in some spots. Minus 159 right now at Bet Rivers. I laid minus 150, would still advocate for laying minus 159. So we're rooting for the Lightning on the money line this evening. Other hockey game we are playing. Let's take it out to Dallas. Josh mentioned this one. The Stars getting a lot of love. They open minus 175. They're up to over $2 in a lot of spots tonight as they're hosting the Blue Jackets currently. Minus 205 is Dallas this evening with Ottinger taking the net. 4-0-0. 1.26 goals against average, saving 96% of the shots thrown at him. And look, he's won all of his starts by at least more than one goal, believe it or not. So you could be interested in the puck line, plus 120. But just to be safe, just to be safe, I'm going with the Stars to win in regulation, minus 120. Every game Columbus has lost this season, oddly enough, has been in regulation. And they got a guy last I saw who may not, who hasn't even had a start this year. Uh, Tarasov likely is what I saw. So you got to trust Ottinger here in the spot. The Stars team that has been absolutely dominant at home. They're on a five-game winning streak, and all those games have won in regulation. So I like the Stars tonight. Don't want to lay the minus 205. So let's go with the win in regulation for Dallas, minus 120. Let's go with the Tampa Bay Lightning on the money line, minus 150. Let's go with Mark Ingram over his rushing yards, 46 and a half, and over his receiving yards, 20 and a half. And don't forget Ezekiel Elliott over two and a half receptions. Best of luck with all those plays. If you tail, enjoy the game. We'll catch up again tomorrow here on Rush Hour. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., 
we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.